What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Daily Fitness Education. I am excited to go back down into more atomic habits. I met a lady today, she is 60, used to be an athlete when she was like 20, and she is not able to function very well. Um, at 60, you know, had a, had an injury when she was five, was hit by a car. Pretty unfortunate, especially at five. At any age, it's unfortunate. But um, she has gone through her trials and tribulations. I'm going to share her story with you. I'm not going to tell you her name. Obviously, it's confidential. But nonetheless, uh, there's a lot of good lessons here to kind of take away um, because there's a multitude of things that I keep preaching on this channel that uh, she was she kept snagging with, right? She kept kind of running into roadblocks emotionally as we were going through this journey today as I was doing her consultation. And the, trust me, the block in, in the mentality, the mindset is so, so, so important because it, it can be extremely self-defeating um, and you can take on way too much, which is just neurological uh, overload, which is is almost guaranteed to make you crash. So uh, we're going to talk today. Uh, as a recap, whoever's new to the channel or new to the podcast, um, I'm a personal trainer. I'm consistently learning, growing, uh, observing, trying to take good lessons and try to spread good information uh, across the planet, try and help people achieve their own future in fitness and find um, what I call their end game, which is just you figuring out what your health destiny looks like, how you want to end up by the end of this thing and how good you want to feel uh, day by day. Because if you can do a little health disciplines, you're going to feel good as for as long as possible. And that's pretty much what the end game is, is just knowing that you want to be super healthy later in life and then trying to um, identify the little steps, the little baby micro habits that we're, uh, that we're talking about. And uh, we're going to talk about written declarations and and why that's so prevalent. Out of some uh, some good some good scientific sampling today. So, uh, cue the theme song, and I will meet you on the other side. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roush, and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, you can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. Alrighty, Endgame Addicts. So, I met with a lady today, and it was it was you know almost heartbreaking. I I almost go into tears lots when I'm doing consultations with people, just because, man, you got to connect with people in order to get them to expose themselves in ways so you can understand what they're truly struggling with. Um, she had quit smoking at 40, and then instead of uh, quitting smoking and that being the end of her problem, she started eating. Right. Um, so she wasn't really coping with her anxieties in any different way because all things on the brain uh, are triggered in the same area. Uh, we've talked about this in past podcasts. If you're addicted to something, it's addiction centers in your brain. It doesn't. Your brain can't tell the difference between uh, cocaine and a cigarette. They both release the same thrill of dopamine which alleviates that, that anxiety. It creates an instant pleasure sensation. In fact, when we are trying to sell people things in sales, a lot of the conversation is do things that spike dopamine, do things that give you a wow pleasure factor. That Like, whoa, right? Um, so it becomes addicting, 
right? Anything that you do consistently becomes addicting. But um, the, the, main, the main thing here is, are you solving your problems by solving your problems or are you blanketing and comforting them with anxiety or solving your anxieties with comfort? Anything can be comfortable. To a cocaine addict, snorting a line is comfortable, okay? I'm not saying it's where I want you to go. I'm just saying that let's stop denigrating people for certain addictions, right? A cocaine addict and a, and a carb addict are both addicts. They're both blanketing uh, and they've both found a different unhealthy tool if used too often, right? Um, you do cocaine once in your life, you are probably not going to die of cocaine overdose or have any uh, long-term side effects of that one-time usage. It's the consistent usage. I'm not saying to do it ever. I'm just saying uh, we all understand that excessive chronic abuse of something and, and dependence on it to cope with your anxieties is not healthy. So how do we actually get around this thing? Well, we just got to solve the problem that's in front of us. Oftentimes if we have an issue with uh, a family member, instead of walking away and uh, ignoring that, that conversation or that argument or that disagreement, um, instead of blanketing, right, we have to step into our problems. If you're in a job you hate, the problem solving is to look and try and find another job, go back to school, upgrade your skills, like solve your problems, right? It's gonna take long-term gratification to be able to get out of the other side of this thing to say, I am getting closer to being fulfilled as a human. Now, um, the more you purchase dopamine, there's a strong relationship with the amount, if you overstimulate dopamine, there's a strong decrease in the amount of serotonin in your brain, which means serotonin is your happy meter. If you have more serotonin circulating in your brain, you're gonna feel happier more often. But if you dopamine spike too often, it will actually decrease the natural, what's called homeostasis or balance of your serotonin in your brain. Which means if you're stimulating too often, if you're doing pleasurable things too often, you start to become less happy, right? So the more you stimulate, the worse off over time you are likely to become. So, um, we got to get used to just being uncomfortable and enjoying grinds, enjoying work, enjoying the tough stuff and actually trying to get closer to that 80, 20, 90, 10 lifestyle, right? Everything is indicative of this. If you can do this progressively, there's like some dude in like a Mitsubishi Lancer doing uh, drifting on <laughs> freezing rain ice roads. <laughs> okay, dude, <laughs> you go, man. Now, granted, nonetheless, and even that's just shifting in perspective and showing some empathy. When I was like 17, I was driving, you know, uh, Chrysler Intrepid, and I'm like, and I'm driving like an asshole because I'm 17, right? We gotta like, we gotta show some people more empathy here and just be like, I get it, I've made mistakes too, you're allowed to make mistakes too, but we gotta do better as a, as a pack to try and support each other in those mistakes, but then also try to improve. Like, I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying to drive like an asshole, I'm just saying like, um, we, just gotta, we just gotta show each other a little bit more personal respect. Um, there was a guy, I'm digressing, but you know, I'll, I'll come back. Um, there was a guy who was talking openly about his steroid use today. Um, and people were like, oh, you're an idiot. You're using steroids. I'm like, um, are you overeating and, you know, uh, struggling with your own image and, and solving your problems with any kind of other substance? Because maybe he's just struggling with self-image or struggling with self-worth or, you know, needs to accomplish this bodybuilding goal in order to do something. And we're, you're calling the substance use itself the issue. But um, 
we don't really realize that drinking a can of soda is just as likely to kill you um, in excessive use as cigarette smoking. Right? We judge people more harshly with cigarettes uh, than we do of cans of soda. Um, and steroid use much the same. The only difference is that soda is going to shut your pancreas off. Cigarettes are going to fuck with your lungs. And then steroid use is going to shut your kidneys off. It doesn't matter which one. Like They do different things to the body, yes, but your body is still failing nonetheless. I think we got to stop picking on people specifically for the ailments and the dysfunctions they have and start picking on the fact that people are not solving their problems actively and owning things. Uh, They're just going to their comforts for anxiety. This is why you quit smoking. You don't actually solve the inner anxiety. You solve it through more substance, through more dopamine spike. Now, um, this is where we open up the can of worms of mindfulness. There is a book called Life Unlocked. Um, it's a remarkable book written by a guy named Dr. Serini Vasan Pillay. I quote this book all the time, and it's the you know the structure of my advice built within the Answers to Fitness, the book that I've written about uh, you know how to improve health based like longevity based health, but also to be able to feel good and look look good in the process um, for a lifetime. That's the goal, right? And it's ever evolving as I'm learning. But nonetheless, uh, my best snapshot right now is suggested the only way to actively treat anxiety um, and reduce anxiety so that you can then make better decisions is through your lifestyle. Uh, more progressively, you can either do it in medicine, uh, in Prozac, number one, you know, uh, or number two, I think, is Prozac, but number one is meditation. Okay? And this is, this is where my coaching led to with this lady. I was like, you need to start meditating. And she's like, but, you know, what's my game plan? You, this is a game plan session. I'm like, do you want me to help you or, or not? Right? Like the science is pushing towards meditation for you. You have a, a higher amount of anxiety. I don't care if you know how to glute bridge. Right? I can bring you to a movement screen and we can do all of these movements. But if your anxiety is not getting you through the door, what do we got to solve? Not the glute bridge, not the glute dysfunction, the anxiety. And you're not, you're not looking to invest in a personal trainer. You already said you can't afford it, right? And I'm not trying to discourage. I'm just saying, right? People say very quickly that, oh, yeah, I would like to learn a little bit, but I can't, you know, I, I, I can't afford personal training. It's very expensive. And, and that, at that point, I'm not going to pressure them and make them feel super uncomfortable. I'm going to look for the best possible lesson I can teach them to help them improve their, their life, their health form. And the best way, if you can improve or disprove your anxiety or reduce your anxiety, you can improve your life choices, Many people make stupid decisions when they're anxious, right? And they, and they cope with cigarettes and smoking and drugs and, and lots of different stuff. So what do we do? We solve with a different problem, right? We take, we take coke addicts and put them on methamphetamines. They become meth addicts or you know, whatever it is. I, I've coached a, co- a bunch of people over the course of my career who have gone from one substance to another only just being more stimulated you know, and, and it's this whole process of dependency instead of actively treating the real issue which was their whole perspective in in the first place it's it's way grindier it's way more confusing it's way more frustrating and i'm not even beginning to say that i know the 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 you know a touch of uh medicinal psychiatry okay like psychiatrics is not my world that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying um we can't just solve every problem with drugs right with with new medicine with new dopamine kicks i'm saying the best way to deal with anxiety according to dr srinivasan pillay in this book uh life unlocked is to meditate now how do we meditate well 
Uh, many people are like, oh, I don't want to sit and think about a flame all day and uh, I can't sit still for very long. I'm like, no, no, no. Meditation is actually just taking you out of the, you know, the future or the past and anything that's creating anxiety and just helping you relax. Okay, I actually get a lot of my future-based planning and my contemplative practicing and, you know, and, and strategic thinking through my meditations, but there's no exact way to meditate. Okay, and you can, you can read this in a, in a multitude of ways. You can do walking meditation. You can do laying meditation. You can do sitting meditation. You can stare at your hand, look at the amount of lines on your hand and realize that this is meditation. I mean, how often do you look at the window next to your house and try and observe what color the trees are or just be like, hmm, you know? Um, meditation is a time that you've set out and it doesn't have to be a time, but I'm recommending it is so you can actively practice, practice mindfulness, um, which is... Just being mindful of the things around you. This is not like some, like, oh, like, let's just be a hippie and detach. Like, mindfulness is is very simple. It's just be present at what's going on, okay? Look around you. See what people are doing. See what, you know, lights are doing. Being aware of things instead of being on autopilot and just thinking about the future or the past, okay? When you think about the present, like stare at your hand right now. Do me this service in this process. Look at your hands. How many lines are on them? If you've been lifting, are your calluses growing? Are they getting worse? Look at, you know, and, and try and stay present with the hand. Don't let your, your mind drift off to other things. And it can. There's no problem with that. Zen Buddhism and Zen meditation suggests to allow your thoughts to wander. It's very creative in nature. Uh, they suggest that scattered people are often some of the most creative. But Nonetheless, uh, then flip your hand over, look on the back. Do you have any hair on it? What's the, what's the color of the hair? Is it dark? Is it light? Is it fine? Is it thick? Um, look at your cuticles, the, the color uh, at the bottom of the nail. Do you have much of a cuticle? Is that indicative of something? Like, should you have much of a cuticle? Right? And, you, and now you start to get into the, what is meditation? Well, we've just observed the hand a little bit more. And what we've done is we've stepped out of any possible thought about how people are judging you, if I fucked up earlier that day, if I showed up late, if I was on time, if I messed up a project, if I didn't pass, if I, you know, you know, uh, good, bad, right, wrong, pass, we, we step outside of this fixed mindset that's creating a lot of anxiety for people about them not being an effective human. I'm telling you right now you're alive, right? And that is a blessing. And try to live uh, as fully as you can. It's not a day in life. It's the life in your day. And stop forgetting uh, and stop holding on to whether or not you are perfect. Do your best. Use your strength and try and build on those. But then try and be a mindful, you know, try and be mindful of your shortcomings and try and improve those things. Um, nonetheless, uh, this lady comes in a world of anxiety and she comes in and starts well, that guy's stupid and my, my husband, you know, won't support me in this and that's dumb. So I throw out all the cookies and then he, and then he buys them all again. And I'm like, you're living in a very fixed world. Like cookies are bad and you're, li- you know, and, and healthy food is only for like health nuts. And like, it, it, if you live in this elitist black and white world, it's very, very difficult to build strategies. Now, I've worked with a lot of different personality types. I know that this is far easier for some than others. Um, I'm just saying, in my own experience, if your feelings dictate how you act, you're going to get poor outcomes because feelings are awful judges of logical step sequences of improving yourself. So I actively do this. I didn't do this when I was 15. If, you've, if you haven't listened to my story, uh, I wasn't a mess per se, but I wasn't 
you know, contributing to society in a very progressive way. Uh, you know, I struggled with smoking pot and I struggled with partying and I struggled with playing too many video games and not showing a class and like all of these, you know, internal struggles. So um, trust me, like I didn't always do this, but learning as a good tool, I look at all things as tools to solve problems. Um, if I get anxious, which I do, I look to connect with friends and say, hey, I'm feeling anxious. Um, I don't mean to react on you. Or if I'm with a client, I'm like, hmm, I was feeling a little anxious earlier today. Sorry uh, if I come across too strong uh, in this, if I start critiquing you too much, because I'm very, I get extremely detailed and analytical and I pick, I pick things apart, right? I, I pick things apart anyways, because I, I like, you know, I like logic and I like problem solving and I like uh, pattern recognition and all those, you know, nerdy things. But nonetheless, um, when I'm anxious, I don't get angry and I don't, you know, I used to make a bunch of poor decisions. Uh, it used to be very inwardly self-critical. Um, now I start to become very outwardly self-critical. Um, and I have to be very mindful of that because people don't deserve to be ripped apart by me. Like that squat form is awful. Like you're doing, you know, every, no one's perfect, right? And that's the, that's the hard part. So I'm like, so what did I do? Well, I went and told my friends. I got a big hug from a friend. That, that often usually chills me out. And then also I uh, went into a dark room and took six deep breaths something magic about six i don't really know what it is um but ultimately i it's four seconds in four second hold at the top four seconds out four second hold at the bottom it's called box breathing in yoga um i'm not a huge yogi i just use it as a tool right i don't know all the fancy terms and all the positions and stuff like that i don't i, I know which movements can be uh detrimental towards hip health and that kind of stuff because i'm a nerd uh, when it comes to movement mechanics but nonetheless um it's also very highly relevant for us to be um, using tools. And that's all I'm saying meditation is. It's not this, you know, super like, all of a sudden, people aren't going to see me the same. And I don't feel any emotions anymore. I'm disconnected from the world. That's not it, right? Like, I'm still just as much the same human. I just, I have a capacity to look at things a little bit more at face value and be present with them instead of flipping out and, you know, struggling with video game addiction and struggling and, you know what I mean? Like all of these different uh, issues. In fact, I still play video games. But me knowing myself and being mindful that everybody is addicted to dopamine kicks, I actually have parental controls on my video games, right? I have a friend, uh, my best friend's girlfriend, um, actually put them on. And she loves to tell me what to do. And I love that she loves to tell me what to do. She's wonderful. Uh, but she loves to tell me what to do. So she holds the controls, excuse me, the controls. So I can only play at a certain time. This is me really highly suggesting we all do better with rules, right? Why give yourself the control when you know you can't? But if you still want it to be in your life, why don't you engineer, reverse engineer your way out of it and try and solve the problems, right? If you want something cool in your life, take it out. I say this all the time, don't buy junk food until you're about to eat it. Do not put it in your house, it's very difficult to resist. But when you are ready to eat it, order it or go and buy it. Like, not as like a crutch, but like when you've deserved it. If it's your, you know, for me, I like to do it on specific nights. I like to have it as a ritual that way. Sometimes I break out of that ritual to see if I can do the mental toughness thing. Uh, but nonetheless, it allows me to be human. Um, so with this lady, I said pick uh, you know, I ran down a rabbit hole there. Welcome to the podcast. If you haven't been here before, I like to go down the rabbit holes. So um, with this lady, I told her to pick one thing, okay? And that it was impossible. 
It was impossible for her to pick one thing. I talked to her about four or five different concepts, different perspectives to take. Um, you know, don't don't worry so much about if you if you make mistakes and if you slip up, just stay the course, right? Uh, she joined Weight Watchers, and I was like, that's wonderful. You know, uh, I'm not saying Weight Watchers is right, wrong, good, bad. Everything is effective if you stick with it. That's the truth, right? Weight Watchers wouldn't be famous if it wasn't effective. People lose weight all the time on it, but they don't stick with it, right? Um, they just don't maintain the habits and that's the issue right they're consistently inconsistent this is very normal uh, for her personality type so um, her consistent inconsistence right is allowing her to get on weight watchers and then fall off weight watchers and get on weight watchers and fall off weight watchers and it's very very stressful for not only the people around her but then the, the person her, you know herself as a person so um the piece of gold that I think uh, is relevant here is there was a, a study to suggest that it's not about changing things dramatically. It's about being able to change one thing progressively over time. Um, and the best way to make sure that you change that one thing is to have a written declaration about how, when, uh, you know, and for what duration you will be doing it. So, um, for example, I said for her meditation, right, uh, to the best of my knowledge and to the best of, you know, some doctors in neuroscience right now, I don't know if their science has changed because it's consistently evolving and being tested, but the best is to do some meditation um, and to get involved in what that is. So if you don't understand meditation fully, um, read some books. There's a reason why it's like exploding across the planet right now and many, many people are finding more and more value in it because it helps tremendously in this extremely fast-paced world. Um, so don't don't shy away from good ideas. It's a great idea. I promise you it changed my life. I'm a completely different person now that I started meditating. Um, Nonetheless, uh, I told this lady, I will, and, and I got her to write this down because a written declaration, I think, is 93% more likely than someone saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it when I get home every day, right? Um, the written declaration with the details turned out to be, I think, in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think it's 90, 93%. Don't quote me on that. I believe it was a very high number like that, where like the they had three test groups. One just said I was going to do it. The second one had a bunch of, you know, direction and like coaching and personal training and like people showing them. And then the third one had a written declaration at the beginning to say, I will exercise at this time uh, for this duration. So I did exactly that structure. And if you're serious about changing habits in your own life, you'll do it too. Um, because it's statistically far more likely to be successful. And um, there's something magical about saying, I will meditate for five minutes every day before I go from my car to my house at the end of the day after my work shift in the last car ride home or whatever. I'm you know, I'm taking it a little longer than it has to be, but, uh, good, good context, good science, good information. You know, the sampling suggested it was 93 or a really high number. It was somewhere in the nineties for sure. Um, more likely to create outcomes for you. So every time you're trying to adjust something for yourself, just write down on a piece of paper. I will Wim Hof breathe right after I read in the morning every day after I wake up right? We want to start stacking habits together. And with this lady, it was impossible for her to just kind of come down to that conclusion. And I concluded for, I was like, listen, if you can't handle this one habit change, you're not going to change. Don't worry about coming in here and doing all the different exercises and, and changing your diet dramatically and, and all those different pieces. Like you should have been doing that 30 years ago, right? And this is why the end game is so important to be able to project and understand that your future is going to get worse and worse if you don't take care of it now. Nonetheless, I know I can be a little morbid, but take life seriously. No one else is going to for you. You got to because uh, your life is awesome and you know you want to live a long time. I, I want to be here 
and around my family and my kids and just, you know, I'm a goof. <laughs> if anyone knows me in person and they start to get closer to me, I'm a little intense if you don't know me. I'm also really intense if you do know me, but I'm definitely a, a big meatball um, when it comes to just being goofy and having fun. So nonetheless, I think you guys are awesome. Uh, keep, keep hustling here. This is all about us. Uh, I say this us collectively because we each need all of us. Uh, no one does this alone. We are pack animals. Uh, humans do better together. So stick together, folks. Um, I'm super grateful for everyone that chimes into this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you're helping my dreams come true and my purpose to be able to help the planet move more uh, to make the planet a healthier and better place for all of us. So just remember, it's all about your future in fitness. Have a wonderful evening or, or day. If you're listening in the morning or whenever you listen to this, have a wonderful experience in this moment. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.